Hey everyone, welcome to episode 58 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. Merry Christmas. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, regional equivalent. Uh, seasonal equivalent. <laughs> I'm yeah. deciding that I'm just going to go with Merry Christmas. Because it's yeah, not... It's not, not like, it's... I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not oppressive or anything. I know there was a whole period where everyone was like, happy holidays. But I'm like, ah, Christmas is more of a capitalist thing now isn't it than anything else it is yeah it's, it's more capitalist than religious yeah. so let's go for that everything's, everyone. everything's closed it's present day happy present day yeah. hopefully you all got blood bowl all the equivalent under the tree again all the equivalent um because it's been a garbage year so hopefully you've got something fun to do now we're dropping this episode on christmas day because we thought you know hopefully you got up you saw the family, you got your toys, and now at some point you're going to have a little bit of time to chill out, and we thought we'd just give you something nonsensical to listen to. And uh, talking of things you're going to be listening to, Ben, what are we talking about on today's episode? Today, we're going to be going through the 2020 Bonehead Awards, um, and alongside that, we're going to be talking about what we're hoping for in 2021. And also, we'll be going through the box set giveaway that we revealed in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we're going to be doing that. That'll be quite entertaining. We had like nearly 700 comments, I think, on the video, which was pretty yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. And the vast majority of them were really great ideas and ideas of things that people want to see for next year. So we'll talk through some of those a little bit later as well. Um, so normally, we'd go on to Blood Bowl News. So Ben, I think let's just talk straight about it. Nothing's really uh, happened. Yeah. No, <laughs> we're having a look. We're just like, is there anything new? Like, there was Scroll. No, he was old news. Uh, yeah, we talked yeah. about Scroll. We haven't had any more updates. I mean, it's Christmas. Everything goes completely dead at this point of the year. Does, um, yeah. People aren't working. You know, people have time off. Things yeah, closed. Everything stops. But I'm expecting we'll see some Kickstarters kick up in kind of January time. And, uh, well, I'm hoping that we'll start seeing some Kickstarters fulfilled in January time. I think Vortice is due to ship their Kemri team sort of January, February. Mm -hmm. uh, so is Punga, I think. So I think there's the Grebo Orc team, which I think is in progress. I think it's current at the time we're recording. I think it's the boats are out. Oh, cool. I actually really like those. They, they look a bit World of Warcraft. but um, Yeah, I really like them too. I think it's the goblins that do it for me. They just look yeah. like they look like Pathfinder goblins. Yeah, very proper like fantasy goblin. Yeah, I just really yeah. like them. Yeah, they're always really stocky, and I like that. I like a model that has bulk. <laughs> it's normally just like muscles, isn't it, Ben? Yeah. Or, or, are, we, or are we going with bulk now? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> we call it bulk because then it's a bit less like I don't know risque. <laughs> ben, ben has like one type of army, um, and it is essentially just topless men um, of different demon demonic heritages and things i think which is fine yeah my girlfriend has been concerned a little bit she's like ben is it like some kind of like gateway into something and, and, you, like... and you're even too young to have grown up with he-man or anything so you'd like to have the nostalgia yeah, exactly i didn't even have that yeah i did grow up with he-man and <laughs> uh yeah and visionaries and some of like the really retro cartoons and stuff um anyway we're digressing so we're gonna take a very quick break and we'll go straight into hobby and games and stuff 
Okay, so not a lot of Blood Bowl news because we've had a oh we've had like a monster Blood Bowl year, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. So so hobby when what have you been up to, man? I've been pretty much exclusively up to ogres so we were talking about the muscles and you know big bodies before <laughs> um flexing my my male uh form with some some ogres uh just sort of show one on camera oh nice uh, i don't know if the green screen is going to eliminate half of that but uh, uh... <laughs> there's like half <laughs> half the base is see-through and the bonehead logo is just floating behind it so well done for <laughs> that's some serious branding well done Ben. maybe yeah, hold, no, the, hold the mug at the same time maybe Pretty uh, pretty good freehand to get all that uh, the brand logo on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So I've been working on them. Um, got about two thirds of them painted now. Um, not based. I've got the bases done. I'm doing quite like scenic bases. But I'm really enjoying this. Like normally, army painting is something that I get really excited about beforehand. Get all the stuff. And then it just sits in a box for eternity because it's just like a really <laughs> overwhelming project. And like I don't think i've actually finished finished an army before because either well, you buy new stuff you add to the pile the thing is though get to it. is an army ever finished i mean this is probably a i mean aos for example is a great one to talk about that because you get different units and then every year the general's handbook lands and some units just get worthless now the ogre army's got about seven or eight units total doesn't it so you're not likely to have yeah. anything drop out but what if they like nerf the lead belchers you know your cannon boys then you're gonna have to backfill them with iron guts or something yeah but i think with this i don't really mind like this project was always just like look i got the big box the army box i got the feast of bones half and together it makes some really nice 2000 points um with a couple of extra like a battalion and then i can just that's just it and it's less of like i want it i don't want it to like i don't want to min max it i don't want to tweak it it's just this is two thousand points and yeah it might change but there's a little bit of variance like factored in about ten percent or one percent sorry um each way just to accommodate for their 20 points or whatever actually that, um, that's fair because in aos they kind of have like a um the the command point system kind of works like inducements in blood balls isn't it so if you under, yeah it does yeah in fact that's probably exactly where the rule for the prayers to nuffle table came from because in aos if you're 50 points down you get a roll on the oh the guys said this in the comments they they commented on us to tell us what it was i can't remember what it is now but in aos you get like a, a random magic sword or magic power i think that's where mm -hmm. they got the prayers to nuffle idea from um okay they cleared that up in the faq and it did not go the way we wanted it to go um which is very sad it is it is a shame it is a shame but you know these things happen so you've been yeah. absolutely smashing the ogres like to be on yeah. relief I've done a few on stream <laughs> which has been fun i dropped some in some water in the last painting stream so you want to watch that that's that's on youtube um <laughs> yeah it was uh no but it is just fun like i think these like this is where it's, I'm sort of tackling this with a different mindset of just like, look, this is this is this is it. Uh, there's a I've got a really quick method on them now, and it's mostly airbrush and then just metals, and then that's basically it. And they look, I think, I think these are actually like this is the best looking army I have, and it's the fastest army I have to paint. It's even faster than orcs. So, so I'm expecting yeah. the the Blood Bowl Ogre team will be painted up in no time at all. Then, well, I don't know because I want to take more time over them, and it's a bit different. But I mean, I, I to be fair, I have pretty much painted all the ogres it's just the knoblars which i'm sure if I, i've made i've painted the snotlings before they don't take that yeah, much time at all say, so. death guard green spray well you've got an airbrush you didn't even need that yeah uh, even, yeah just 
pile on the spray and then Agrax and you're done. I love the little Snotling team and stuff like that. Did you yeah. see that these Snotlings were one of the options for the Games Workshop Select a Model of the Year thingy? Oh, I haven't actually gone through that yet. Yeah. I didn't see. Yeah, that was my vote because, quite frankly, it was like best mini of the year by Games you know, by Games Workshop. Uh, interestingly, something we'll be covering later. But, um, yeah, one of the options was the Snotling team. I was like, wow. That's great. 100%, which is uh, actually thinking about it. The models are great fun, but building the uh, <laughs> building the pump wagon is, is, is horrible. So I don't know if it deserves to win, but mm. yeah. Voted for it anyway, because that's just the right thing to do. Oh, I like that. So, been working on the ogres. So, what's what's your Christmas gift to yourself? Is is this it? This is basically it. Yeah, I, I I think me and Ian were discussing this about like buying like Christmas hobby stuff. I tend to avoid that just because it's like throughout the year I get what I want. Um, I feel bad if I was like sort of if people were to buy it for me i might it might not be so it might be something i already have or might just have not have need for it's always awkward isn't it when you have like a hobby that's quite niche if people oh, buying man. things for it so i've just said let's <laughs> just just let's get around it um if you want to get me something be it drinks or food and that's going to make me extremely happy so i think uh, i think when we were growing up we were big games workshop um people so like we played all the games and everything and i think you get those years where like the aunties or something or your parents even just go in a games workshop and they're like well i think he likes this and they're like brilliant what you need are space marines and then you're like here <laughs> with your with the high elf team you know or you know with a high elf army whatever and they're like cool we got you this yeah. box of devastators I'm like that is <laughs> that's devastating you know thank you ever so much like and then it went to then it went to vouchers which was which was great ian's auntie jackie always gave him a games workshop voucher for every christmas like 15 pounds and he would I'll go get wrong with that it's so good it's brilliant it was so good but yeah i tiff tiff always says this for me she's like i really want to get you toys but you have um, all the toys and i don't know which toys you like she came she came close one year i can't remember what she got me it was pretty cool it was close but it wasn't quite toys but um there's there's a there's a board game sized box that arrived from Wayland Games, right? Um, and okay. I, yeah, actually right. Yeah. So this was that's like impressive. this was weeks ago. She was like, "Oh, that's your that's your present," and she was like, "Did you see where it was from?" And I was like, "I did," and I have to say that was risky. Um, <laughs> she was like, "Why? What's wrong with Wayland Games?" And uh, we're still talking about it now. Um, <laughs> 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 no actually i think i think they've upped their game um, and i was like oh did, okay. you, did you go through ebay like did you know because the seller you know you can rate it and everything she's like no i just went through the website got it straight away anyway Incredible. i uh, i i think i know what it is it's not actually blood bowl i think it's the new season of pandemic because there's a pandemic Ooh, yeah. um, which is like the cold war one which is very season zero isn't it yeah yeah and it's like uh yeah it looks really cool i'm i think that's what she's got me um if it's anything else i'll be very happy like but this is quite cool um because i've got her... such a good game pandemic oh, i've got that for my sister too my sister and her boyfriend i got them the season one because they like some they like board games and i was like hey, it's a good one to play with two players it's fantastic so. season one is so good um, yeah, I've played half of it twice with two different boxes and two different groups. Uh, <laughs> I remember we played with this must have been you must have been years ago, like either before Blood Bowl, maybe we we're playing it on like the off week, um, like the first week of every month. We didn't have the cafe, so we'd go around Craig's house or something, and we played it. And um, man, some of our cities just got wrecked. Pandemic Legacy is amazing. 
Like, mm-hmm. but and this is this is like horrific. But this week, this weekend, um, this weekend towards the end of last week, obviously the COVID thing was like, was like there's a new COVID mutation. This has happened. The borders are closed, <laughs> and I'm like, this is like at first the whole pandemic thing felt like a, a bad movie with some failed actor, you know probably was on mm. star trek you know the kind of movie that you flick through and you're like hey i recognize that guy it's the extra who died in episode 75 of star trek now he's a <laughs> le- now he's a lead fi- now he's a lead in a movie with will wheaton um and uh who i'm not will wheaton but yeah and <laughs> I, I saw this it the the it's mutated and it's 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 changing and the borders are closed and i was like wow mm. this this actually feels like bad now this is in pandemic where you, you draw that card the tier system as well yeah, doesn't help with that exactly <laughs> you bid a load of stuff everything <laughs> and that's it i have to discard a card to go to the shops now yeah. do um anyway you're i know where you are so you you must be tier you're still two tier two aren't you yes yeah we are you're on the board yeah. you're on the borders though ben aren't you yeah and like where my parents are as well it's like if you drive five minutes too far, it's tier four. It's just like, it's so surreal. Like, yeah. um, our company has said, boom, everyone who was shielding is now shielding again. Like that was something they pulled like that on Sunday, which uh, obviously the government was like, everyone who's in tier four should be shielding, who is critically, extre- uh, clinically extremely vulnerable. Uh, but our company's just said, no, 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 everybody, everybody, everybody shields be safe which is important because you know yeah it's a disease it's a serious thing and um so that just happened but i'm like right so the point was that where am i like one of my stores is is right on the edge between tier two and tier four and there are lots of people who work there that are literally like you said ben minutes away from tier four so it's like Mm -hmm. well you can isolate you know but you have to go to work (laughs) It's like well, they live in the next street. Um, it's really Very weird. Ah. Yeah. But what it did get me thinking about when I was on the drive home yesterday uh, was what would a tier four blood bowl team look like? <laughs> yeah, Snotlings are tier three, right? Is it a team uh, with just trolls, or is it a team with just Snotlings? Yeah, I think you might be right. Actually, like that troll team with four trolls was awful but if it's like six <laughs> trolls the one you ran a bonehead yeah yeah like six trolls without any kind of backup like oh. what, what would you how would you fill up a pitch you must have you must have, a, have to have like a special rule which is like you don't need 11 players for this team and um, you just lose <laughs> i don't know i think i would let my opponent run 11 trolls um true i mean yeah, what, would the, what would the what would the tv be on that uh, 12-15 just for the trolls say so, yeah. you know it's got a couple of re-rolls 1300 TV it's only 300 you know extra everybody's loaned uh, everyone's um really stupid and you want a 4 plus to do anything mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like playing vampires yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it too soon is that too soon they got hurt by the <laughs> FAQ as well hard yeah Oof. they got bitten it's bad was some, it was yeah, it was animal savagery on Games Workshop's part. Um, vampires, yeah, <laughs> poor vampires. Let's talk about vampires for a second because the Punga team, the Punga Kickstarter, you know, was awesome. The team is awesome, and um, yeah, 
it's going to be you know landing next year and so those of you who are out there when i did the 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 vampire video i was like this is the best vampire team i've seen there's the succubus one i think grebo or willie miniatures or someone do, do the vampire teams as well and they're really really good but none of them are as good as that punga one and i agree there's a load of people out there who've paid 80 plus euros for this absolute premium vampire team because they love vampires and oh man like just absolute gut-wrenching um, I think we were saying we were saying the other day um, on a previous episode how we like st- stuff like the NAF is really good because you can have this independent say on rules, which is generally like community adjudicated. Yeah, um, that's the right word. But yeah, it's yeah. like I think this is a good place or a good example where something like that is handy because the NAF could say, well, actually, it's. Uh, it counts for hypnotic gaze and it overrules it and then it's all good everyone can play that again whereas i think games workshop tend to have the more corporate they can't just keep changing stuff because it reflects badly and all of that you know what i mean yeah i mean i I think it's because they don't have the miniatures that i'm not saying they don't care but they clearly don't care (laughs) Mm, no exactly no um, yeah like they can't they, they can't like it's detaching the rules from the product. They're not losing out. They're not losing anything by having a team be unplayable. In fact, I guess, like the pessimist in me, although to be fair, Games Workshop are not perfect, but I'm happy with them this year. They you know, they get a reasonable grade. Uh, they're far from underperforming. I wouldn't be performance managing them. They, you know, they're the kind of employee that turns up, does a good job, but is occasionally odd. Uh, and you think maybe don't hang out with them because they can't be trusted. Um but like <laughs> off piece i am shattered i am like on caffeine i am caffeine right now but no i i, can't, I kind of expected all of the teams of legend to be nerfed a bit um not like that uh yeah not like this <laughs> yeah it's like the, the the matrix i don't know i guess i did actually um i expected all of them to be hurt in one way or another and only vampires was which is quite sad but that does mean that there are 28 other viable teams like there are no i mean ben the the teams Mm. that are in the blood bowl 2020 rulebook and the naf expansion teams and the teams of legend other than vampires is there any team there that you just think is just in unviable in one way or another not unviable no unless you count like like stunties are in a league of their own aren't they like snotlings like you're probably not going to win like the vast majority of your games but that's kind of their design yeah um, got, there is there is a game plan with with snotlings though. exactly uh, yeah. it, it, you're right it isn't to win it's just to have a massive lol uh yeah they and- can still all move which is already a good advantage <laughs> yeah you can still use your players uh, mm. i guess we're back on that troll team again um <laughs> yeah. yeah no i mean no, no but i guess what i mean is like you can you can do stuff. You can do the stuff the team is mm. there to do. Like goblins are there to to cheat and do stuff. Halflings are there to be thrown around. Snotlings are there to just have a pump wagon and some trolls and some dudes and just try and run on the edge and die and just have a laugh and swarm your team. And you know, I think every other team has a really clear outcome. And vampires just feels beyond unfinished. Um, Nurgle is kind of in that heading towards ooh. that, but I still think Nurgle could develop to be pretty brutal. I think that it's is just the early game, which really hurts them. I think that is Nurgle's game plan. I think you're right. I think the plan yeah. for Nurgle is to just be miserable for a year, 
uh, and then just murder everyone. That's pretty thematic, though, for Nurgle. Yeah, it is. Just like the, the patient, the patient power. You know, yeah. it sucks at the beginning. It yeah. super sucks. And but then, then you are reborn. You get used to it, and yeah, exactly. And yeah. Everybody's got mighty blow and block, and the pesticles yeah. are awesome, and you just you outlast everyone else. <laughs> yeah, and the beast of Nurgle has now got pro because you just saved twelve SPP. Um, <laughs> it is only twelve SPP as well. It's only yeah, six it's casualties. Bad, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's more than I've ever seen a beast of noble get. Yeah. So. But you know, you run a couple of seasons, it's gonna it's gonna accrue some SPP. And when when mm. Blood Bowl three lands, I mean that's gonna be really interesting because you can jam some serious games in um, on online, whether it's Fumble, Blood Bowl two, or whatever. So I imagine that when BB three lands, you're gonna be able to, you know, get I don't know, twenty games a week if you wanted. You know, yeah. Oh, it's coming on Switch as well. I think it Maybe. was the latest news. That's coming. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we That'd don't be know. Really good. Uh, yeah, I'd get Tiff playing that. That'd be sweet. Yeah, playing bad. Great. Yeah, she'd. Uh... Yeah, it'd be good fun. It'd be good fun. Um, yeah. So vampires hurt. The rest of the team's good. Um, people are completely and utterly mixed on slang. It's quite funny. Um, like whenever <laughs> there's, there's, there's... When they, whether they should exist or not yeah there's a there's, there's a, a big movement to be like slan are gone please stop trying to bring them back um which is really tough because there's a chunk of naf players that play slan um mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because like the games workshop purist in me uh, not games workshop purist but you know blood bowl is a games workshop game and there are thousands of people who are coming into blood bowl in this edition because it's a massive influx and they're like what the heck is a slan what the heck is a slan <laughs> first of all what is the heck is a slan team like expecting and... them on big chairs floating across the picture I imagine. yeah yeah because it is so far removed so there's a big like mm. there is as there is a large outcry that's just like slan need to go away um because no one knows what they're for and actually blood bowl came out and slan were around in the early 90s and that is now a forever ago uh i guess and because they haven't got miniatures i don't know i still think games workshop's going to bring them back i think they know that the retro market is is massive for them they've seen it with blackstone with the amble and the beastmen with guns and stuff the zote, the zote they have absolutely a lot of slam, right? yeah and so... um you know there is like this massive rumor which is unusual it's not new of a of squats coming one way or another yeah because they've yeah. turned up in necromunda and things so there's all this old stuff all this old stuff from the 90s and late 80s that they're bringing out because it's new it's incredibly copyrightable and um which they have a passion for uh and you know the old timers are like oh sweet this is cool which creates buzz for this new thing and i think that's something they struggled with with aos is they release new armies and it's like I don't I have no investment in this. There's no buzz about this except the rules, except the game. Um but you know when they bring back something that has theme, you get a natural buzz from oh this is cool, this links back to this, this has got history, this has got this. Yeah. Um, These are in a book I read like yeah, ten years ago. Instead like, of oh, yeah. this has a cool mechanic that I can power game to stop my friend from ever playing against me. Uh yeah. Yeah. Which fortunately Blood Bowl very much doesn't have and i think wood elves have been balanced to the point now i think it's only amazons that are going to be a problem team um mm-hmm. in the meta and they were never like they were tier one but they were never unbeatable 
Like I've beat Amazons many times, and they're, yeah, they're slipping up and down, and then it's game over, right? <sighs> you just got to just throw a load of dice against them, um, and just yeah. just play your game. Like go with your game plan against them. They can't really do a lot to stop you, except punch you and not really be punched back. Like that's not much of a tactic. Uh, and anybody who's movement seven or more is just going to run away from them. So Skaven, mm-hmm. that's everybody. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one. Interesting one. Oh, anyway, I don't know. Hobby, maybe. <laughs> We're talking yeah, about what, what have you done? What have you done, hobby wise? Oh, it's been. Uh, I started painting my necro team. Got my ghost, which is ironically invisible or semi-invisible because of it being nearly greenish. That's that is incredibly apt. Good job. <laughs> painting green things. No, it's nylac oxide, and it didn't go very well. Um, so I've undercoated the necro team. The the brown because I love brown spray paint because it does all the job for you. And I started doing some flesh skin tones. I started building and converting the nobility team. Um, did mm-hmm. a did a head swap. Did a couple of hand swaps just to try and get a little bit of flexibility in that one um the printing has it hasn't really slowed i've just moved on to christmas decorations because it's that time of year <laughs> so I, I did i did the glitter spray today of like an entire tray of uh, christmas tree wow. decorations for my managers at work i'm gonna be like hey guys good job this year thank you very much have a tiny little toilet roll that says uh, i survived the toilet roll crisis of 2020 which is incredibly ironic because you'll never guess what we nearly ran out of today at work ben really <laughs> that would have been poor timing <sighs> we yeah we are we're down to the last pallet of toilet roll again and i was like are you kidding me are you kidding me and the other one that, doing the that i find is absolutely amazing so you know there is a food shortage at the moment ben because the ports are closed Oh, yes, I heard this, yeah. So it's causing more panic buying and everything like that. Uh, All of our veg, UK sourced, we have a veg shortage. Why is the veg shortage there? According to head office, it's because the ports are closed. (laughs) Okay. I was like, there there is a disconnect here between the Mm -hmm. real world and what this person who is paid to work from home is self-talking about anyway, so it's been quite entertaining. It's been a really interesting week, man. <laughs> it's just long, long work. However, it's nearly Christmas and everything stops at Christmas for a day. So that's quite nice. Enjoyed the time off. Ah, yeah, it'd be good. Um, I mean, what's what's Christmas looking like for you? Um, yeah, I'll just be seeing my parents on Christmas Day and then a bunch of hobbying, which oh. I'm, I'm going to hopefully get this army done and then maybe go back to Blood Bowl because it's been... I don't know. I moved on to Age of Sigmar because I felt I was doing a lot of Blood Bowl hobby. Um, and then now I'm just like, oh, now I want to finish the Age of Sigmar and go back to Blood Bowl. Yeah. That's it. yeah fantastic. Um, I am looking forward to stopping and just, um, I think oh, it's really bad, but I think I want to paint the Nobility team. Uh, yeah, go for it. Oh, actually, that said, if everything goes to plan, we might need the Necro team in a few weeks. So I should probably do that. Yeah. I will do yeah. that. That will be my Christmas hobby thing is getting the necro team done. Well, it's not as fun if you're not painting the night before you need it. So <laughs> I, I, get done in the world. I guess I've got a week and a half. So that's quite cool. Um, so <laughs> doing that, uh, what else? Um, I have been printing not as much stuff, but did print some cool stuff, print some big minotaurs. Um, then the printing all went wrong and everything stopped setting and it just went so- really? soggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But got new stuff, got new everything. 
and um, I haven't really had a problem since, I don't think. Um, okay. And then randomly I came up with an idea for a game while I was driving home and uh, immediately when I got in, put on a print for some more Man of War ships. Um, so, so I put a print on last night for three great ships, put a print on this morning before I went to work for three great ships, came home, six great ships waiting for me. It's like, this is a fleet. I uh, got very excited. And, um, good feeling. Yeah, it was That's quite good. good. I sat at a conference call and finished off the rules uh, earlier on today. It's called Sea Cry because I was like, War Cry, it's got a pretty flexible engine. That might, that might work for any kind of game, you know, with the way the, the, the combat mechanics work and actually you know you, you think about these games and you think about like our oh, strength and then you've got armor and you've got armor versus wounds and actually warcry does away with that kind of um there's no save roll it's just this guy's well hench so he's got 35 hit points and yeah oh, i love it i absolutely love that system so much of just always doing stuff but yeah chipping. like I, th- I don't know if you've had this chat before and this is a massive tangent but the a system where you always do something, even if it's minimal, Minimal always feels better than just rolling like a save and denying it all. Yes. That's just in my personal opinion. Like, yeah, I'd much rather something have 40, 50 wounds and you always go through with your attacks than something with like three wounds and a two-up save because that never feels fun. It does not feel fun. In fact, I, I actually don't like the opponent rolling dice during your attack first of all from a streamlining point of view but also from a a satisfactory point of view like i would rather have the armor save like reversed um i mean this is why it works so well in blood bowl is because you right here's my stats do i knock you down yes then i'm rolling against Mm. your armor there's nothing you can do to stop because it is just really frustrating when they roll double sixes or they roll a six so they just you know bamf all of their saves and everything was for nothing uh you're kind of like oh god i hate you like you're you could have started with that and i didn't have to do all of my rolls yeah i just hate you but sometimes when you roll ones and you fail you're like oh that's that's on me i don't know yeah i I like that and like the speed element as well so for like a naval combat game i was like well you know his hull is thick and what's the difference because in engage you've got shields and you've got hull and there are some ships that have mega shields and hardly any hull and then it's kind of like well actually quantum torpedoes which double the damage roll is is actually like makes a difference i was like well what would wizards do in a game like what would wizards be versus cannons and i'm they'd probably be like armor piercing um but actually in like a war cry version they would have like just higher damage or their Criticals would just do way more di- way more damage. It's like, oh, I rolled a six. That's six points. I don't know. It's just just nonsense games. Mm-hmm. Nonsense games. We'll try uh, on tabletop then if you want. You can test out your rules. Yeah, that'd be great fun. That'd be great fun. Um, so yeah, that's been my hobby. I've played. Have I played any Blood Bowl? I might have snuck a fumble game in with Slam. I played a few in the last couple of months. Just saying goodbye to Edge for throwing. Yeah. Um, bad times. Yeah, I think I drew. I think I drew. I draw most of my slam games, just because I'm like, haha, pulled out a ridiculous, solid defensive touchdown. Uh, but then I redeploy and I've got seven frogs and everybody's dead, and it's just heartbreaking. And then you just keep throwing these frog bodies in front of the opponent, and your opponent's just absolutely having a an SPP casualty frenzy sesh, and uh, you just end up with four guys and a, and a draw. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, but. Mm it's just that one play where you just leap this guy leap this other guy bring this other frog in and just do some absolute garbage 
it's just so awesome like i really it makes love it. it so worth it i had that with the uh similar thing with the slanesh team oh yeah in... they all have like leap very long legs as well and it's just so much fun it's so much fun. you were just constantly pushing your luck and uh yeah as if there's, a, there's a always good... work there's a good few turns where stuff just absolutely works and your opponent's like, yeah. this is ridiculous. But they don't realise <laughs> that for all four of the other turns, you've knocked out one of your own guy each turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's all leading up to that one glory moment where all the dice just go in your favour. And that might be the answer, Ben. Maybe the tier four team is a stunty team with a leap. <laughs> Or the squig team with animal savagery. Dude. Dude. Yeah, that so, probably would be it. So many people were like, we need squig teams, we need squig teams, we need squig teams. And I think animal savagery is probably a great skill. Like, it's it's absolutely prime for that. Um, yeah. I, I think it just makes way more sense as a squig team than it does as a vampire team. So, I don't know. Fingers, yeah, fingers the mindless crossed. savage animals, then. Like, <laughs> that's just, why it makes sense. Just, just chomp stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah, no, I think it's great. I think that's, excuse me, I think that's a plant. I really do. I think that's, uh, I think that's there for that. Not just the, see. not just the chaos dwarf mine at all. Um, anyway, anyway, so yeah, hobby wise, that's that's been my jam. Um, hoping that on Christmas Day, I might get to play some Pandemic. If not, I got Tiff the. Um, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle expansion set the potions Ooh, nice. and charms it's such a re- their, their core game is really good um, it's just a great co-op game and it's just it's kind of light as well I like it mm-hmm. uh, tried to play Munchkin with her and it was just wasn't fun um, which was a shame it's always better with a group anyway it is it really is um, but that is one thing you cannot have these days so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so not not so good not so good there um so yeah, that would be that would be Christmas Day for us. I think that'd be nice. Uh, looking forward to that. Right. Anything else on the table, Ben? No, I think that's about it. Should we go to the Bonehead Awards? Absolutely. Off to the Bonies. And we are back. So uh, this time last year, I think, round about that time, Ian. Warhanam Hannah made a joke <laughs> that we should uh, do the bony awards, the bonies he called them because he is a bully. Um, Ian Warhanam Warhanam joked that we should do the bonies awards for the best things that happened in 2019 and actually inspired that segment. So we are coming back now because we thought actually it's quite chill, it's quite fun to chat about the last year. So we can sit there on Christmas Day or whenever you're listening to this and just think about some of the cool things that came out in 2020. So a bit of a challenge. But actually, we've had a bunch of cool stuff. So we have got a list of things that we are going to talk through and just talk about what our picks were. And we're going to start right at the top here. So, Ben, Games Workshop, best Blood Bowl team. This was actually really tough because we've had so many. Um, For me, I went with Snotlings. And why did you go with Snotlings? I think... It was, there's just, I think there's a couple of things. I think one, because they were just so sort of like unique and original. Um, I thought all the models were so well designed. I thought the pump wagons were excellent, even if like a nightmare to put together. And I think just like out of the box as well, it's just a really fun team to just like have build and then paint. I just thought there wasn't, 
well, with the exception of the pump wagon. There wasn't a bit I didn't enjoy with it. Um, yeah, I just thought they were really solid. It, it was close between them and a really, really close runner-up I have is Blackhawks, because I think <laughs> they're just so, so good. Mm. But I think Snotlings really took it for me. What about uh, you? Yeah, absolutely bang on, actually. Um, so I, we've had quite a few teams sort of come out this year most of them in the last few months i think probably because of the whole shipping issue we had in you know the year uh so mm-hmm. yeah the black hawk team absolutely brilliant it, i think it's the goblins in the black hawk team rather than the, the black hawks the black hawks are fine yeah but those goblins are wicked and i don't know if it's i, th- I guess it kind of ties in with the thing we talked about with grebo earlier is that they just got so much mischief about them mm-hmm I just I want to yeah, yeah I want them to become yeah I think you called it there Ben I want them to become a sports personality I want this one goblin to get accurate and just become a, a passer just a quarterback just a goblin quarterback just something cool like that um but I think I think the snotling team the snotlings just the fact that it's a, a new team that is just it's got so much character um and yeah. Uh, yeah i'm well on board with that each of the miniatures is brilliant i know that the pump wagon's absolute garbage to build but when i built it the, the second one and i converted it i had so much fun converting it and building it slightly differently so i don't know that kind of had its own charm um and the team is fun i do like the nobility i really I do them. like i mean well yeah i would hope you do <laughs> <laughs> she, went, she went straight in there and painted our pre-release version um a shame the ogre doesn't massively match up needs more feathers they need to produce like a feather yeah. sprue yeah it was the one thing i think that really just took it back a little bit but i guess it's already part of the team like the team team that was just a bonus in the box really i see it yeah that's that's so true i i like the design element and now i've decided that i'm going to paint them up like the minor ami dolphins because uh if you put the pipe smoking helmeted head onto the quarterback, onto the sorry, onto the thrower, it looks like um Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was just <laughs> he's just one of my favourite quarterbacks. Because he's just a he's just the quintessential three plus passer. Um definitely doesn't have sure hands, definitely not passing two plus. But you ju- it just it's, so, it's, so, it's just so much it's just he's just he just punches up all the time. He's been benched now for a for a brand new starter who's very good to be fair. Two oh two oh uh what's his name? Tua Tagalov Tagga Viola. The new man. Yeah. <laughs> new, new guy, Tua. He's really awesome. Anyway, uh I'm a big fan of that, big fan of that. Um I think they've just done a great job. Um right, so non games workshop. So we've covered a ton of teams this year, Ben. On the cast okay. in the new segments and stuff like that. Ooh, well, that's exciting. Didn't know my screen did that. That's very fancy. That's the most Star Trek thing my PC's ever done. Sweet. Uh, anyway. Ah, uh, Star Trek. So, non... <laughs> Pour your cup of Earl Grey tea in a minute. <laughs> I do like Earl Grey every now and again. I got judged for drinking <laughs> wine on one of our short story videos. So there's something what? like that. Yeah, I was like, you elf. I was like, that's right. <laughs> I thought that was quite good. I can't remember who that was. But that was quite entertaining. So, uh, non-Games Workshop team. Who did you have, Ben? Okay, now this is entirely up to you. Do you count Kickstarters that haven't come out yet? Oh, what did we decide last year? I can't remember. 
I think I think it's only fair to say either a Kickstarter you have backed or a Kickstarter that you've received because I do think that both of those both of those are newsworthy because either you're excited because you're back in the Kickstarter and that's that news point or you've received it which means it is eligible again for trade so it kind of Kickstarter's got better because you kind of get two releases of the same product. It's basically just like a pre-release. So, yeah, I think team that's been designed this year or that you received this year, I think whatever. I think whatever. Okay, so for me, if you're counting that, I'm going to say it's the Punga Vampires, Mm -hmm. which we alluded to earlier. I think for me, they're the coolest team, best-looking team that's been revealed this year. But then if I had to say received, it would be the Pirates. Was that this year? I can't even remember actually if they came this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, uh, I come this so. year. they must have come this year. Yes, because you got yeah. them and painted them up ready for the tournament that, that didn't true. happen. Yeah, I always forget this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you kept dodging your clan rats around. Oh, stressful. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stressful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, in fact, yeah, watch, watching yeah. you play that Slanesh team was stressful as well because uh, it wasn't just dodges, it was leaps as well. Man. <laughs> hey, it's got to be done. That was great fun. That was really good fun. Um, yeah, I love that. The, man, there was... Right, there was, so we had some really good ones this year. Uh, the Punga Kickstarter had three legitimately brilliant teams and Deckro, can't wait to see that. And the fact there's Kemri and Vampires that did both come out because there was a period of time we were like, ooh... These teams are dead, no pun intended, um, mm. and we're not going to need these miniatures. Like, what are we going to run them as? Like, oh, you can run Tomb Kings, you know? How do we do this? Um, so the fact that they've like, they're they're good to go is brilliant. The Vortice one was awesome as well. I really enjoyed that. Um, but I think if we're going to include Kickstarters that have funded during our period of time, that I'm going to have to go with Norba. Um, and I know this is going to sound like shilling a little bit because obviously, well, I just think Norba Miniatures did their Kickstarter. And first of all, a big chunk of the Kickstarter was Warhammer Fantasy Battles retro stuff, like some awesome cavalry. Um, but a full like third of the backers was for their Blood Bowl teams. And the Blood Bowl teams are brilliantly sculpted. The Bretonian one, the human one, um, and they were 25 euros for 16 people like it's so, just huge there's so many points just for that yeah the sculpting's lush um i don't think the sculpting is quite as nice as something like punga and stuff like that but it is really not far off like punga's a plus these are a minus like you know and right. you know games workshop sits around the b plus to a plus their level you know they vary quite a lot so i just 25 euros for 16 players as two teams for less than well for almost half what you pay for another third party thing so the punga stuff 80 in every third party thing 80 pounds per team mm-hmm. you can get three norba teams for that and they are on the way to being as good so i cannot wait for these to come out next year um, because I because of the amount of support that Norba had, there's going to be more Blood Bowl teams coming, and more. And while then they you know they they can't quite they don't quite have the funding that Games Workshop do, and they don't quite have the small like the market dominance I guess. But what they're producing is awesome alternatives. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, 
But if we're talking third-party teams I've received, the Fanath Dwarf team's awesome. Mm. Yeah, I... Yeah, no, I agree. I I, th- I think the Fanath Dwarf team was really good. I just think wasn't quite up to par with some of the others we've had this year. Oh, it was... The, the bar has been set so high from third parties, it's insane. I think I think it would be safe to say that Punga are the toppest of tiers for, for third-party games workshop. Yeah, for third-party yeah. games workshop, for third-party Blood Bowl. Um, you know, there's like, Grebo is really close, Fanath is close um, at times, uh, and then you've got like... Norber and stuff like that and then you've got all the other ones so there's, there's an absolute ton of stuff out there but but punga is really up there and that's why it's so cool that they're doing the 3d um jobby what's it's now the 3d patreon so you can just print your own pirates yeah it's like, that's so exciting yeah and they print um, really well once you get the settings right like uh, <laughs> i haven't had the chance to print one yet have you yeah oh you have of course you yeah, have you done yeah. like the blitz and yeah yeah I did three. I did the runners and some and the blitzers and stuff. Just right. to, they are large, but the actual pirates miniatures are large. I think, but yeah, yeah, not like I think you said, Ben, like not noticeably large. I think the nobility mm. team is a bit slight. Did you find that? Um, yeah. When I was I was making some more linemen from the human kit, and they are a little bit smaller yeah. than the humans. They are a little bit smaller. Not. I mass- think that's just because the humans massively. have the space marine shoulder pads, don't they? So. <laughs> Yeah, just Terminators on the pitch. I love it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the 2020 Bonehead Awards go to the Snotling team for Games Workshop. And oh, it's so close, but basically everything Punga does. Um, <laughs> and Norba. And Norba, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, some, some great, great stuff. So um, best star player or big guy, Games Workshop, or third party. So this is a massive, loads of different stuff out here. Uh, what did you reckon for this one, Ben? For best star player? You, you take party? this one first. You take this one first. Well, mine is a bit of a moot point, actually, which is which is very sad and exciting at the same time. So you guys, if you've been watching the channel for a while or listening to the podcast, you know that I love Windsor Chog. So my favourite big guy miniature of this year is the Minotaur. Like, it is a delicious model. It's so much fun to paint, so much fun to build. It's got great, just just awesome. However, Windsor Chog are, if not closed now, are closing because he is now working for Games Workshop. Which is great. Yeah. going to start seeing Chog models in plastic. Yeah, I had a little chat with him. Um, he doesn't know what he's going to be working on yet. He's hoping to get onto some Blood Bowl. Um, he, no, he's, he was like, I really hope I end up working on Blood Bowl. And I was like, well, so do I. So I was like, do not forget us. You know, like, don't forget us because we loved your work. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think while there's been a ton of cool miniatures out this year, star players and everything, like just an absolute ton. I'm going to go with the Windsor Chog Minotaur because it it's the last Windsor Chog um, miniature for, for me, really. I mean, I love the Glorial one, um, even if the face paint went bad for me it didn't look good it was tough i'm not i'm not quite as good yo it didn't look good it looked like she'd had a bad night um (laughs) (laughs) or two uh yeah so (laughs) tough one for me but yeah i'm gonna go with the minotaur um it's also the first time i painted like a a teal black skin thing i really enjoyed painting it so it's just a special model um and i am partial to minotaurs as everybody knows um yeah. Yes, you are. What about you, man? 
See, for me, I I thought about this quite a lot, and I actually went for the Zote. Really? Now, I'm not going to get one. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd recommend many people do, because it's really expensive. But if you're just going for models that came out for big guys and Blood Bowl, generally that is up there. I just think it is really good. It's it's one of the models I've looked at or that that have come out that I've just thought that, that is really nice. Oh, let's have a look at the zote. Let's have a look at the zote. Um, it is really cool. I I think you're biased because it's got the corn, uh, like maybe shoulder pads and leg pads and armor pads and things. It's just. <laughs> I don't know, man. A Zoat team would be sweet. Saw loads of comments about that it as well. Really would. Um, I mean, they're not great, and bless him, Zolkath is not great. Uh, one of the worst star players, I think, in this edition, which is why it's so gutting. Because you're quite right, the miniature is absolutely blooming lovely. It's a really it's cool thing. Uh, yeah, that I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised. Yeah, I know. I was actually really. This one was tough, and. Barag was also a contender, mm. um, but I, I don't know. I just this was. I think this. I had to think about all the models that have come out, that like the star players and big guys. Was the one that really made me think? Damn, that's that's awesome. And it was like, uh, obviously, the tree man would be in there if it hadn't already been out for years and years and years, but no one noticed, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god! How have we not gone with this? Obviously, the best star player is Acorn the Squirrel. Oh, yeah, that is true, actually. How yeah. have we missed okay. Acorn? Acorn. Um, in fact, this is quite entertaining. One of the comments on the videos was, uh, no, someone actually submitted a whip Wednesday of a 3D model they'd made of of of, um, of Acorn. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like, send me the file. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> Because it's a tiny squirrel, I just ended up over the last few prints just like filling in the tray, and now I've got like a whole bunch <laughs> of these tiny squirrel star players uh, and oh, random and random BattleTech mechs actually. Because I was like, oh, that's, I don't need this. Doesn't need to be printed in five hours. I can print in eight hours. I'll just chuck a mech on there. Um, they go hand in hand, as the the old tales say: the squirrels and the mechs. <laughs> just... Squirrels and the mechs. Yeah. yeah tiny squirrels this is i thought this was awesome i'm gonna do like a little review of this because i think he's great because I, I just that we are one step away from a squirrel team so i want to get this guy who sculpted this squirrel to sculpt more squirrels so that we can have uh, a squirrel stunty team um, i could be the tier four that would be t well i don't know i think they're pretty sweet man you know, well but, if, they're, if they're all acorn then yeah it'll be tier one but <laughs> what what's <laughs> that will be acorn what skills would you give a squirrel I'm not acorn um, because obviously acorn is elite, but like acorn the squirrel. There I don't know. Strength zero. Strength zero. Well, they are they gonna have strength one? Surely, gotta have strength one. I don't. Know, I think like dodge sidestep. I think probably sidestep. Uh, this yeah. guy's got dodge frenzy jump up jump up. Oh, maybe leap actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, we have invented the tier four team, the leaping squirrel team. There you go. There you go. I think that's what we're going to have to bring out in January. Um, <laughs> for those people who who barely want to play Blood Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I might 
Be off it now. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I, I might pass. Great. Yeah, Ben just goes into his garage and pulls out the dwarf team, ready to go. <laughs> I guarantee Fanath sales went up during that 15 minutes where <laughs> Amazon's had war dances. Guaranteed. Yeah, definitely. It's like, right, tackle time. Um, brilliant. All right, I'm surprised at the Zote. I mean, the Zote is a lovely miniature, but it is very expensive. But yeah, I think that's a great one, Ben. Well done. I completely didn't consider that completely didn't consider that so mm. some 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 serious bony awards there uh what's the next one we've got ah oh, the best pitch had some had some cool pitches out this year with the teams um it's a bit of a bit of a throwaway award this time and what was uh what did you think mine's really boring i went for the one in the box set i the pitch that you get in the 2020 box set concur completely yeah um Hit us up. Why did you go with that one? I think the grass side is a really cool ordinary pitch because I'm quite boring. I like playing on my grass fields. Um, but the other side is great. If you want to play like sewer bowl, street bowl, you've got like square tiles that you just are really easy to read. Um, yeah, I just think it's a dungeon bowl. It's well, actually, that's a bit more elaborate, but yeah, you've um. I don't know. I just thought that pitch is just you've got two really distinct, unique pitches on either side. On either side, easy to read, no nonsense. They just look nice, really nice. So my favorite games, my favorite Games Workshop pitch, I think, until this year, was easily the Dwarf and Skaven one. Um, I know that that's not my pick. My pick is the same as yours, but and the reason for that is because although like some of the other pitches are so awesome and really intricate, the Wood Elf one from last year was sweet. The <laughs> Lizardman one that was made of gold um, it wasn't actually made of gold, but it might as well have been for the price it was going for. But the wow. yeah, but like the Skaven one had cool stuff on one side, but the Dwarf pitch because it was stone, because it was clear, was just the best pitch to play anybody on, apart from maybe the one that came in the box set. So this one, where it has the grass side that you can go sports on, and it has the stone side that, like you said, Ben, it's got that astro granite side, so it looks like it could be a dungeon, it could be that. It's got the skulls that came from the sweet second edition polystyrene pitch. It's got the throwback. Um, yeah, I think that one is just an absolute staple. Um, the Necro one was sweet and the Snotling one was great fun. I've got it somewhere here. Uh, but just, I don't know, you don't mess with perfection when it's right there and having, like you said, no, Ben, grass on one side, stone on the other means you are going to get clear gameplay whichever side you go with, even if a few of the squares in the middle of the skull faces are difficult to see. That's yeah, a, that's a price worth paying for just games workshop on a pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> isn't it? I, isn't yeah, it? So, I, I just I was really solid. Cool, cool, sports. cool. I completely agree with that. All right. So we've had quite a few Spike magazines this year. Um, mm -hmm. What do we have? We had the OWA mixed teams one. We had the Snotling one. We had the uh, Necro one. And I feel like, did we? what was the first team that came out this year? What landed really before before Snotlings? What came before Snotlings? That was the mixed teams. What came before the mixed the mixed teams? Oh my word! Maybe there wasn't one. Uh, Ogres was December. It was. I think that was the last one. Blood Bowl Spike you might be right. magazines. I think you're right. 
which means we didn't have a new team until is that right? We didn't have a new team until um, Snotlings came out this year. Oh, of the uh, Spike 9. So what was Spike 8? Spike 8. I think you're right, Ben. I think that was Ogres. Yeah. It was yeah. Ogres. Uh, so that was last year. So yeah, we've only had a few this year. And they've been really good. Uh, but what was your pick for the Spike of the Year, Ben? Probably same as yours. And that is the Necro one. It is awesome. Yeah, I thought it was really fun, like, start to finish. Uh, I really liked the stories they had in there, like, um, with the Bryce Campbell um, was really funny. Um, the pitch stuff and the league, the spooky leagues, was really exciting. And I know we spoke about that. Um and yeah, I just thought it was just a really, really solid one. It was a little bit late. I was reading on thirty first of October. <laughs> would have been would have been brilliant. Oh, I know that um, was such a. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. I mean, we were so excited because we were like, we've got a tournament. This is going to be awesome. They're going to drop this team on on Halloween, and and it's going to be amazing. And we're all going to have a great time. And it didn't. And we got it a few weeks later. Like it, it was fine, but that would have been awesome. And I wonder if that was. I say, I wonder if that was original plan, but actually. The spike was all the new rules, so I don't think it ever was the plan. Mm. Uh, which is a, a little bit of a shame, but oh, I don't know. It's worth it. But yeah, Ben, you're right. It's got great fluff, but it's also got every like all the rules and stuff that you would want. Um, like we like having additional rules and optional rules because they're great fun to read. You'll probably never use most of them. But that little bit of game outside the game where you can theory like, oh, wouldn't it be sweet if I bought that doctor dude who gives your guys random mutations and then actually you keep it and you end up with a claw golem or something. It's just, it's just awesome. And they've got those rules there. They have the whole league rule as well. And I mean, uh, well, was it the Lostrian one that we kind of gushed over for a bit, Ben? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that was really yeah. exciting. It was so cool, like to have an entire subset league thing with these rules. So Spike Eleven is just the best, the best ten pounds in Blood Bowl, I think, because it's just it's just fun, and it's it's not even ten pounds; it's seven pounds nineteen from Magic Madhouse, uh, and it's just, uh, just I don't yeah, know. it was a good time. Ooh. um, I think you're right. It's like the. The game outside the game is really important to it because, yeah, sometimes it is more or just as much fun thinking about the game in your head than it is playing these things. Because, yeah, you are right. It's really difficult to to get people to play stuff like this. In real, like to be realistic, it's oh, pretty yeah. tricky to be like, "Hey, guys, yeah, let's try this really niche thing." Um, not everyone's as willing to just drop all our money and time on. On something like us um people <laughs> yeah. are generally more sensible with that <laughs> but... yeah well i think we talked about this before with all the um the pitch special rules and stuff in our league we said actually you can have a random pitch if you use a random pitch you get an extra 10k each at the end of the game that was enough yeah. for some of it to come up every now and again and it did bring in and have exactly the desired effect which was those teams that want more cash or are hard up for cash are gonna risk playing in a dangerous environment which is exactly where we were going with it. So mm-hmm. um, I think having a rule like that, where actually if you use a special pitch or you use these special league rules, but everybody gets 10K extra or an extra MVP or something, 
you will incentivize that and it's a gamble they can take because uh, hey the oracle said it in the matrix with a cookie it's all about choice and um if you just give it and make the choice worth happening then you'll get those special rules but yes ben i agree with you the bony definitely goes to spike 11 although i actually they were all great this year um the background of the teams and everything was really cool I and mean, that's something i absolutely love in each of these spike magazines there's four other teams that that's just fluff there's no paint mm. scheme there's no star players really there's just like this team's from this place its name is here because of this and this is what happened with this one guy and you're like that is enough to inspire a team and, you know we've been doing all these blood bowl short stories and the audio versions have come out and just reading through the stories and there's like a couple of key names and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna actually like i kind of want to put a team together around this guy now like i want to do that human team that dita's putting together and you know that, that necromancer who has people you know murdered so he can be on his team i'm like i want to be that team and having that little bit of character to get on with it i think is so good and i think that's why the spike magazines have done such a good job this year yeah i agree Oh, well, this next award is a little bit lackluster this year compared to the last year, but I don't know, we, we did okay. So normally we'd say, uh, what was the best bonehead tournament? And to be fair, normally we have four a year. Um, we're planning to have a bit more next year, but I'm pretty sure we're all at home for January, so that probably won't happen. Um, so we had Beachhead right in the beginning of the year early february we had and snuck in mega bowl in october on halloween like ben said we also had bonehead bowl online on fumble mm -hmm. and summer sorcery so we did kind of have four tournaments true um, yeah we did kind, kind of have four tournaments we did our best anyway i think we'll probably we can probably do better but uh i don't know so yeah they were all a highlight for me for different reasons but ben bonehead tournament of choice for you in 2020 what do you reckon by quite a big margin was beachhead beachhead was awesome so, so awesome so go for it explain yourself it was just a proper tawny environment and that's in the sense where we had so many coaches it was huge how many was it in total oh, it was 40 40 coaches in this huge gigantic room in the BIC um, with all the other tournaments going on because you had like 40k in there you had AOS you had, oh that, that Titan Owners Club like near us <laughs> yeah and 18 within 40k scale so it was just like <laughs> with their wall of Titans it's man um, but you know it was just the I think the environment the atmosphere everyone was just really lovely I mean you had your work cut out and you absolutely smashed it oh thanks yeah it was good work and yeah um but yeah i just i just thought that was just such a well-organized well-ran and just seamless tournament absolutely loved it it was um it was way more popular than i expected by a huge margin so it wasn't really i was expecting you know 24 or something um and yeah to get to get 40 and then the thing is afterwards so many people were like had no idea you were running this tournament at this event which is really it's really difficult to advertise blood bowl tournaments even though we have a youtube yeah. channel even though we have a podcast like because there's so many people that just go on the talk fantasy forums there's so many people that don't go on Facebook. <coughs> oh excuse me jeez nearly died two secs 
Take your time. I'm not sure what happened then. <clears throat> um, you know, that only go to these certain places or don't see stuff. And um, it's a shame that we're going through this pandemic for millions of obvious reasons, but also because actually that next year we'd be in a position to bring in so many new players to competitive Blood Bowl. Um, and the great thing about Blood Bowl is that was, a, that was an absolute celebration of competition. And we as a mm-hmm. podcast, we focus primarily on nonsense. Like we have historically anyway, focused on nonsense special rules. What about this? What about this? New teams, like new stuff, you know, let's shake up the meta and try different things out. But for Beachhead, we were like, we're just going to run a Blood Bowl tournament. We are just going to run a Blood Bowl tournament, play some Blood Bowl. We're going to have an extra big guy um, in the Fen Beast. So got these, uh, you know, we got we got the bonehead element in there. We had the special weather table and things. We had enough. We had enough. And still 40 people played, had a bunch of games, had a great time. And like you said, Ben, it was at a convention. Like, I can't believe this was in 2020. I can't believe we had a 40-person tournament at a games convention. <laughs> and it was it was literally weeks before everything stopped, wasn't it? it Maybe really four was, weeks. Yeah, it was like four weeks before. No, six weeks before. But yeah, it was... Um... That's great. I remember people were saying, like, at the tournament, just, oh, we got that finger going around. <laughs> I remember the tongue in cheek jokes. It was all like something, yeah. something, China, something, something. And we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. And then just a room full of nerds. It's just like, wow. And it yeah. makes you panic a bit when you think about it now. And then four weeks later, we had that um, one in Bournemouth cancelled. And there was like seven and a half players going. It was just, <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> Like, Probably we've, a pretty small room. We've been really lucky with our tournaments because we snuck that one in. Um, hopefully, didn't help spread it. Being part of a massive convention, I don't know. Uh, Bournemouth's been all right, so I'm sure I'm assuming it's fine. And then we had um, we had to cancel Bonehead Bowl IRL, and then we had to cancel Sewer Bowl Sevens, which I'm very sad about. And so we bundled them all into Mega Bowl, and then had what was it, 16 coaches, 14, 16 coaches in the end. Mm. Um, and yeah. we managed to play a socially distanced Blood Bowl tournament well, in three pods of teams, three pods of players. And that was awesome as well. We snuck that in before uh, kind of another lockdown and, and everything. And it's, it's just really good that we've managed to actually have these tournaments. And they've been, you know, so that's, you know, 50 something Blood Bowl players we've got to play with. And then on top of that, we did a 32 man Fumble One and a 28 man Fumble One. So we've had, we've had a great year with with nonsense and everything. I mean, Mega Bowl was the most nonsensical of tournaments where there was nearly 500 teams and it was just like everything you can imagine wedge in there. I was held back and everybody said, Ben, don't do Dungeon Bowl as well. But we had sevens and we had elevens and it was great fun. And uh, and it went really smoothly. It was really surprisingly smooth. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was great. Um, I hope we get a chance to do more next year. But I think mm. it's likely to be just more tournaments in pods next year um at entoyment i you know there's no big conventions going on this year and i think it's just going to be 16 to 20 person events in pods of four or six to comply with the national rules uh, because it's the best way the best way to do it safely and you know what we can do it safely and you know give away a ton of prizes uh which is what we did at megaball mostly thanks to you actually with your (laughs) sweet vending that was awesome you can oh. both both be on the next one. It was great. Yeah, a tiny, everyone gets a tiny squirrel. Um, 
<laughs> uh, or a Punga team. Why not? But yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Beachhead was awesome. It's something really special, and it feels like lifetimes ago. Now, it, it I, I can't even yeah, believe it happened, um, which is strange. But yeah, I think that's a really solid vote for that. And I think, I don't know, I loved them all, but Beachhead was pretty awesome and was probably the last stress-free moment of the world. Um, I was going to say, that tournament was uh, pretty stressful for you. So. No, it was all right. We did all right. We did all right. But... Uh, yeah, but yeah, that was like that was that was nice when that was your stress. Was ah, uh, we've got forty people playing Blood Bowl and having a great time in a convention center with two thousand others, and <laughs> oh no, yeah. it was awful. It was wicked. It was really good. Um, Okie dokie. So Ben, best bonehead episode slash highlight. See, I have a couple of things for this. Yeah. Um. For me, my favourite episode we recorded this year was the new edition one with Ben Davey. Oh man, that was wicked. The um, Where we talked about all the different teams and the winners and losers yeah. of Blood Bowl. The winners and losers, that was it, yeah. That was really cool. Why was that your favourite then? Um, I just thought it was... I, I thought Ben was great. Having, having a three Bens on was, you know, absolutely <laughs> confusing. Um <laughs> No, it was, uh, I think, he, yeah, it was just really good fun. I think it it was all, it was just fun to go through all the new stuff. It was all really hype. Um, it was just really exciting. I just really enjoyed it, recording that one. I thought that was just really, yeah, it was just really fun. It was high energy. Like you said, we were at the peak of like the, the previews and everything. Um, and I'll I tell you what, this is something that I really love about Magic the Gathering is every three months they have the new set. So for like a three or four week period, you see some cards come of the new set and then you see more cards and then you have the full reveal and everyone's like speculating and you get excited about the new meta. And we got to experience that with Blood Bowl. And mm. yeah, I think that's a, excuse me, that's a brilliant shout, Ben. That was a really good one. I'm trying to think, trying to find out when that one was. Um, Probably would have been around August. 12th of August, episode 62. Yeah on the feed blood bowl 2020 teams winners and losers blood tithe ben and i are joined by another ben ben davy the bonehead bowl 2019 champion uh to talk through all the teams now out we should probably do another one of those with the new teams of legend guys as well um, mm. but i think that's kind of all like obvious um everybody's a winner except vampires <laughs> just a clip on twitch uh <laughs> job done um i i like that one uh ooh. see my pick i'm actually i'm actually second guessing myself now um i was gonna say the giant episode but i think that might have been last year do you remember the giant design Oh, design, yeah, I do. Um, it's funny, that one, I mean, the, the the story competition would have been my favourite, but it's it wasn't an episode, it is like yeah, 12 that, episodes. That um, was where I had like the, uh, the, the two, because definitely, like, I guess talking through them was also a really good episode. But yeah, I know what you mean, it was like, the story uh, comp process was more than just an episode. Oh, that was episode 32 of the podcast, Hangover Bowl and Giant Competition. 
uh we talked through that is that right must have been must wow. have been yeah oh come it on. was way sooner than that forever ago so 32 yeah. yeah, 24th of December, so it was this time last year. <laughs> yeah, this time last year. All right, so that one's not eligible. So I am going to say that my favourite highlight of the year, um, although we've had quite a few, I mean, filming some 11s games has been great. The, the Secret League, uh, the Secret 7s um, miniseries was was pretty great fun. Got to see your wear, your wear team out again, and the Undead team, that was pretty sweet. Um, mm. But the the story competition has just been awesome. The spell competition we did in the middle of the year was amazing as well. Um, yeah, that was so much so much fun. But yeah, I think the story competition, regardless of everything else going on in the world, was just awesome. Um, I'm just sorry it took so long to go through everything, but the world got real hectic. So the ability to go through it's stuff, yeah, and then apparently the world has doubled down. Time. But yeah. The stories are so awesome. Um, and although I'm going to be hard-pressed to get the PDF out for Christmas Day, I'm going to try. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. If it's not on Christmas Day, it'll be out very shortly after. So it's, it's coming, guys, because it's just some awesome stories. And I just I just want to see more like of some of these stories. Like the world, In fact, all of these stories, is the, the, there's so much world-building going on. And that is what Blood Bowl is all about. Blood Bowl is a sports role-playing mm-hmm. game. Like, you are role-playing a coach, a role-playing a team, and a role-play league. And um, just these stories are just... They just deliver all of them, whether they're just a little one about a coach shaving uh, Skaven to play them as elves, or, you know... Um, haven't had any bad feedback about the audio version of... Oh, actually, I don't know if it's out. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe i think I, i've recorded it but i'm not sure if i've edited it yet oh no i've edited it but i don't know if i've released it it's the um it's the legend of wretch um mm-hmm. because it's actually set in the age of sigmar realm mm, which i, I remember thought, that one. yeah it's set in actually the realm of fire and um the stormcast elementals like are in the background of the story but the teams themselves are blood Bowl. it's really cool that was clever um Many many depths. So yeah, highlight for me was the was the competition was the story competition. Um, well, this one's a complete gimme. Best blunt bowl news. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The team. Ooh, oh, I think the teams of legend was probably the worst blunt bowl news this year. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I really do. Not for a load of the coaches, but yeah, I mean. This is an easy gimme to um to the the new edition. Yeah, for Surely. sure. New edition. Um I, I, there is a, I tell you what, I'm gonna give a secondary bony prize here, which was the um the biggest tease or uh, clickbait news that came out in Blood Bowl this year, <laughs> which was the Spike Nine that had mixed teams written all over it plastered all over it so we had this period of time we're like oh my goodness bonehead bowl is going to be legitimized we're going to have mixed teams everywhere it's going to be carnage how's games workshop doing this are they doing it like dungeon ball no it was just they just introduced owa and yeah (laughs) and then when they wrecked underworld and the world ended oh that was that was chaos wasn't it yeah that was awful like and then it all changed in Blood Bowl 2020 before anyone really got a chance to play a game except us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fumble. That yeah, was, was quite fun. good. Oh, man. 
that's got to be in there for the Blood Bowl highlights as well, when you killed my gutter runner with a thrown goblin. Absolutely. <laughs> that was the proper, like, send-off, wasn't it? For yeah, the yeah. I was like, yeah, I was, uh, yes, that was not happy. Um, that was really insane, though. I loved that. That was good. Um, that would that was my clickbait vote anyway. Um, and last but not least, the best Blood Bowl release other. The best other thing for Blood Bowl out there. What do you think, Ben? Uh, this was a tough what one. What have I written down for this one? Ah, okay. Yeah, I had to think about this one. For me, this was the stadium and fans from Kraken slash Fanath, because they both did fans. They did, yeah. You can buy the fans separately now from Fanath, but uh, I think mm. you can get the stuff from Kraken as well because the pitch looks amazing and the stand and stuff looks really amazing. And I'm saying that. Yeah, now. I thought this was this was proper like blood, but like I thought it fit this category so well because it's like best blood bowl release. Other, I just thought it was like it's totally you totally don't need any of this at all. <laughs> but it's just a lot of fun, and I think it's a really nice side thing to the game, like. Let's say you've painted your teams, you're not interested in any of the new teams, but you still want to do some Blood Bowl hobby. I just think having this is a really cool way to do it, um, to get that in. And it's a, it's like a terrain project. Um, yeah. It's almost a shame they couldn't have kickstarted a plastic version um, and you know found a way to just mass produce stands and stuff. I don't know, maybe that's something we should look at doing. Um because you know, if you could, mm, <laughs> it'd be really expensive. But the thing is, if you could pick up a Blood Bowl stadium for sixty pounds, I think people would do it on the regular, um, because it's just an extra thing. But, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, you know what? It's hard to argue with that. We've had a lot of cool stuff. I like the Warg name, um, base plinths. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those. Work well on my snotlings. Um, I enjoyed that as well. Uh, there's just a load of cool stuff that's come out. The stadium was pretty sweet and very popular as well. Um, yeah, really did well. I'm sure I'm gonna forget. I'm sure I'm gonna forget something. But I think I think I'm gonna have to go with that one, Ben. I feel like I'm forgetting something here. But uh, but no, I think that was probably the biggest one. That was the biggest one. So that wraps it up for the 2020 Bonehead Awards. We really do want to know what you guys thought. And uh, when this podcast goes live, we're going to list out, uh, send out a list um, so you can just reply with yours. And then we'll compile it and we'll compare what you guys thought compared to what we thought. I thought that'd be quite entertaining to do and see how wrong we are. Um, because <laughs> I, for one, excel at being wrong and smiling through it. So a <laughs> corporate job uh, does a great job of that. So that's pretty sweet. So, Ben, thank you very much for your bonies. Mm, Thank you. (laughs) Right, let's move on to next year. And we're back. Ben's got a coffee. I've got two teas. Two teas, Greenman, I think is probably a fair (laughs) moniker there for me. So we are now going to be talking about, well, basically... What we want for Christmas, asterisk for Blood Bowl, really, in 2021, Games Workshop, looking at you. So this ties in to uh, our comment to win um, competition because we wanted to know what you guys wanted for Blood Bowl in 2021. And uh, 697 people replied. 
uh, telling us some, yeah, some cool stuff, which was which was absolutely awesome, like utterly, utterly chuffed. So what we're going to do is Ben and I are going to talk through some of the things we're hoping for in 2021 when it comes to Blood Bowl, and then we're going to look at some top comments and then run the random comment picker for the prize. So let's begin. I think we'll just cover a few things here. So Ben, 2021 Blood Bowl, what what's the first thing on your list? Um, I think. See, I think I think I've given different answers every time, and I think each time I'm just like, yeah, no, this is it, this is it. Um, I think ultimately my number one thing is kind of transparency and openness. So that kind of leads to things like a roadmap, um, structure from Games Workshop, being like. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna support it. We're gonna like. I mean, this is what we're hoping to implement. Maybe some periods of like beta rules or something like that. But just basically support and openness about what they're gonna do with the game and the direction they're gonna go in. Which sounds like a little bit of a cop out answer, but I think ultimately, new teams is great. But the game does have what is it, twenty five? Um, what? It's just like. Sorry, team, te- teams. Yeah, how many teams again? Uh, 27 plus the two Nambods. Yeah, we're nearly at 30. Yeah. yeah, so it's like new teams is always fantastic. And whenever a team comes out, it's going to be super cool. But ultimately, the thing that I want, if you're going to go through everything, is that it's just support and transparency about that support. I think that is an embarrassingly well thought out response. Um <laughs> And and loads of people agree with you. So I literally I just looked for I just looked at roadmap here. Uh, Orkster, I like surprises, so not a clarified roadmap, but at least some guidance on when to expect something new. For example, we now have an FAQ every six months. Perhaps we can expect a new team spike every three months. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which is great. Uh, he also goes on to say, at this point, I really like all the missing star players to return and life to return to normal, so we can get back to tabletop gaming and tournaments. Have a merry Christmas, thanks, Orkster. Uh, Obsidian Dragon says, uh, what we need is a roadmap and corn slash and each teams nice uh cory uh roadmap showcasing what they've got in the pipeline it's obviously going to support the new edition for a little while at least and having an indication as to what there is to look forward to would do wonders to keep engagement up cory that's well thought out um mr tiny face uh went to town here oh you're gonna love this one Ben. Uh, i want to see some sort of communication with games workshop about what's happening in the future when and where and what's going to be released updated a rough roadmap would be awesome i also want to see more new teams witch hunters and their pilgrim hats are such an iconic part of warhammer fantasy how are they not in blood bowl yet would love to see a witch hunter slash cult of sigma team with witch hunter blitzers warrior piece blockers zealot linemen and crazy glass cannon flagellants who are just as likely to take out your important blitzer or big guys they are to get completely punched in half that is insane mr tiny face wins the internet there nicely done that is how have we not i think i think there is a witch hunter team in fumble naturally yeah but not as fun as that one um no that is fantastic yeah i want that that's like auto hereticus 
um, yeah, stuff it is, there. It's like Inquisitor. I mean, which and Inquisition are like the same, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. I thought that was really, really, really cool. In fact, Ben, I'm just going to uh, pause for a quick second now. Sorry, just change the background there to make it easier for people to follow if they're watching the video option. So yeah, some great, some great responses there for roadmap um i'm gonna find it hard not to completely and utterly agree with that we've seen it for warhammer underworlds we've seen it for a couple of games workshop games um, and i think ben and you and i have talked about why it may not be something that games workshop does because just in case it leads too much or gives too much lead time for third parties to kind of jump on it which we saw from grebo games mm-hmm um with yeah. the black orc team we did see them go oh black orc you know we can do this smash out comes the team however I, I just i don't know if games workshop are that fussed by that kind of thing so they they, they are the kings they they like people are gonna buy it's, them in droves regardless right it's their road it's their road show it really is um yeah i, I like that and with that and they do a pretty good job of not revealing the positionals because like we didn't even know what the ogre positionals were until like the team dropped for instance oh, and like, that's yeah. not the i think that's great and you know what ben that's going to segue massively into my top pick well not top pick but first one anyways talk through about things i'd love to see in 2021 is more new teams more reveals and more speculation and i know that this is like i am obviously of two minds here like i love blood bowl an unnecessary amount and i i love having the facts i love having the figures i love running the the numbers and building up teams and brewing up ideas and talking meta and talking nonsense um but i also love that period of time like you said ben when the ogre team came out and everyone was like that nobler he's got a bottle in. yeah he shanks people. That's dirty player. We've got yeah. a dirty player, Noblar, everybody. And there's just arms everywhere and everyone's excited. And like this ogre looks slightly left wing. We've got communist ogre team. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when the, when the, uh, when the snotlings landed, it was like, oh man, is the, is the pump wagon, is it going to be like no hands? Is it going to be a ball and chain? Like, how's it going to do things? And they went the most boring route, which upsets me. Yeah, because... the great, yeah, I was going to say the great bit about all of this is whatever happens, are always disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mentioned the excitement that all the Magic the Gathering stuff happens, and that's my kind of like I was Warhammer, then I was Magic when you know warhammer became uncool between the age of 17 to 23 and then it becomes cool again uh and you know i just that that excitement of like speculation i love it and it works great for what we do and just hearing from you guys out there being like this guy's got this and you know this could be this and what if there's this and it's just the most exciting thing so i guess i just don't make us wait too long <clears throat> going into yeah. next year like yeah like the tree man is not cool <laughs> that was not cool uh that was yeah. far too long and i get it like if it was you know shipping delays and stuff like that that's absolutely fine but um you know we just had this massive release and it's awesome we've got like 75 new teams and it's just like a complete new meta but the thing is and i think um what was it was it Corey who said about engagement um you, you need to keep that interest up and because blood bowl is such a small pond then actually just flicking a little thing out of it the ripples that you can make from a little release are massive in our meta in our game so you know 
when was the release? November. November, December was the release. So if Ogres landed last December and we had Snotlings in August? Yeah. <laughs> August, yeah. July? Like, I just don't do that. Like, drop a thing every three months. Keep the game exciting because we're now at a massive, massive junction in, game, in, in, in Blood Bowl. And I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to circle back to this in a minute. <clears throat> but um, where... AOS players, where 40k players, where and there are a ton more of those where PC gamers are now like, and people who used to play Blood Bowl are now like, ooh, reset. Like, this is sweet. Yeah. Like, let's get in. Let's get in. And they are coming in purely from a games workshop angle. And there's a huge community of Blood Bowl, and the majority of it is really cool. But games workshop are the driving force of the game and we are just along for the ride so let's get games workshop to brew that up and create more stuff it doesn't have to rebuild everything by a long shot there are a bunch of teams of legend that still need teams um and there are a bunch of star players that you can land like and i don't mean it doesn't need to be a big release but like you know scrolls coming out that's sweet don't make us wait till july for scroll like we've seen his yeah. rules he's going to be reasonably fun but that you know, let's see what's next. Let's just always see what's next. So yeah, that keep that engagement up would be would be the the first thing I'd want. One of the things I'd want. Okay, Ben. No, I agree. <clears throat> what else have you got for us? Um, I think in terms of like teams, um, I kind of want to see the favored of expanded. Ah, uh, yeah. We have the the chaos teams. Have, I'm sure most people are aware have the favored of keywords. So favored of dot dot dot. And so in Nurgle's case, it's all favoured of Nurgle, um, which I think is the only time it's ever used outside of Chaos Pact, where you just sort of pick one and it doesn't do much. Um, I'd like to see that expanded. And I think something we generally might see quite early on in 2021 is some kind of Chaos Spike, where they basically have rules for like Chaos Chosen and Chaos Pact and all these different uh, god rules. That would be really cool. Um a load of people on the comment have said the same thing. Here's my wish list. This is Paul Thompson. Um, number two. Well, number one, the teams of legend to be made official. Uh, the other chaos gods to get their own teams, a squig team. So, so his, his top three is, is awesome. Uh, David Bowman, chaos god specific rosters would be cool. Personally, I think a few of the teams could be reworked to be much better and make more sense. Norse, for instance, you might agree with you there. Um, but yeah, man. No, I think, I, sorry, I think with the chaos god specific rosters as well, like I think that would be fantastic to have a corn team, inch team, slash team. Um, but I think you could just do it within uh, Chaos Chosen, um, where, the, like, because that, that's just the team with two positionals and a minotaur um you could quite handily like say favored of corn gain this kind of like a blood demon or something like that or Danesh gain a slangor and you kind of just add a positional in based on the keyword you've chosen and then you keep the rest of it okay like that could be quite an easy way to do it so i um, love that idea i mean you know i want that for skaven like um yeah you know i want an eshin thing where i can have more gutter okay. runners and stuff like that uh are well on board with that man i agree with you alex tortoza one of teams of selenesh and zinch the four chaos powers all need a team um yeah 
you know cool team academy i'd love to see new models for that uh, there's just yeah ev- there's so many people here that agree with you want the the extra chaos teams tim kelly i'd love to see more chaos teams and also the end of covid yeah that is that is fair uh, oh, yeah. that is a huge that would be fantastic I'm, please i'm happy with whichever order that goes in preferably reverse um let's get covid yeah <laughs> i'll uh, take the end of covid before i smash <laughs> yeah. team <laughs> really want. yeah i'd really love thematic chaos teams after nurgle so official corn team and then siege and then slanesh um i, I love the siege team from fumble oh we've lost ben um i no, love the <laughs> i love the siege team um from fumble i think it's wicked I started building that and then the addition died. You know, the addition died. So I think that's <laughs> well it'll come back. It can yeah, be packed. I like that one, Ben. I like that one a lot. Um so uh, I'm gonna segue into a different one. And this one is very achievable and I think we will get it, and I don't think it's gonna be a problem, but it is fumble secret teams to be upgraded to BB three stats at uh, sorry, BB twenty twenty. Um, so that we can include them in our tournaments going forward. Uh, I, I don't entirely know what's going on in Fumble. I know that they're introducing the new stat and they'll be upgrading in early in the year. So uh, I think Krista was talking about maybe the end of January, February time, which would be sweet. But I do not want, what was it, like 89 secret teams? Something like that? Huge mm, amount of secret teams. A lot. I know that's a lot of work to upgrade them. Um Hey, Flick McConnell's done a great job. Stephen Knowles has done a great job hypothesizing this. And um, I just would love to see that stuff retained. Uh, A part of me would be excited to see uh, it all go away and to start a new, like a new batch of secret teams. But I don't know. The secret teams are just so cool. There's so much variety. We've done episodes and episodes about them um, because they're they're so awesome to have on the pitch. And we've got a massive influx of... 2020 players come in now and by the way guys here's 2000 other teams that you can play at home is just so awesome so i would absolutely love to see those um retrofitted to the new system is it retrofitted i suppose it's the opposite of retrofitted um but I am clearly oh, retro. Words, ben, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know just just modernized to keep the new rules in um because just just so sweet love that one yeah uh any more for you mr blood tithe uh you mentioned as you accidentally said bb3 over bb20 that brought me on to probably one one more point um so i would really like the kind of cooperation between games workshop and si and i to kind of continue throughout this and if if GW can kind of work with them to continually update the game alongside the tabletop, I think that would be fantastic. We've already seen that the, the video game has um, the models are all the tabletop models, which is awesome. Yeah, I think that's going to really encourage people to play tabletop because I think I said before, I got into Warhammer through Dawn of War and like immediately seeing on the shelf in Games Workshop Bournemouth seeing uh, like my killer cans which I absolutely loved in Dawn of War <laughs> and like all the orc boys yeah, and the like that. Stuff. I just thought man that's amazing I want a whole army of this I was disappointed when I found out Squigoth was really expensive in Forge World but you know can't win them all um, but yeah like seeing uh, just being able to go into the shop and seeing your video game things here and building them in real life I think is a really awesome 
just experience that will encourage people to get on the tabletop. So continually working with them. I know they're doing the thing where if you pre-order the, the copy, you get a beta key. Um, yep. That's a really good sign. So I'm really hoping stuff like that can continue where the the real dream would be like getting your box, even if it's like buy a box in, with it in a games workshop and get a download code for that team in Blood Bowl 3, even if it's a promo limited period thing, if it's just a convention thing, something like that would be just incredible because if i can buy my team and unlock it in a video game as well in one purchase that would be amazing that's awesome um i yeah. think i think a more likely thing for games workshop is perhaps an alternative skin that you can get by unlocking the thing so Most you still likely, have the yeah. dlc the snotling team but now you get pink ones uh yeah i dude i just i really hope bb3 is awesome and i really hope i can run it on my pc should be fine <laughs> This PC, well, unfortunately, it won't play um, Cyberpunk, but I don't know if, uh, if Blood Bowl 3... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if Blood Bowl 3 is going to be quite that thirsty <laughs> when it comes to it, um, or at least maybe they'll have just the muggle mode because I want to stream the heck out of that when it lands. Got mm. got a key to get it early, and uh, yeah, as soon as we get hints of that, I am going to just not go to work for a little we while. We should do a league. We should open up a Bonehead League or something. Oh, yeah. Be right there. That'd be there. really good. Really be right there. Um, so, yeah. Ben, we're going to go through some of these video comments, some of the top video comments we had for it, um, because I think there's going to be some stuff that actually we're going to agree with massively. Ben, Alibi, all I want for Christmas is more friends that play Blood Bowl. Well, I think this addition is going to massively help with that because I think it's lowered the cost to entry like the metaphysical cost to entry as well because it is refreshed because it is oh yeah blah blah yeah the new edition oh that's cool it's a good time to get in it just feels cleaner it feels just less gunky um yeah you know don't know what that means really but you, you know what i mean it's like with uh with Warcry and stuff it's like oh yeah pick up a i'll just pick up a battle force and figure the rest out pick up a blood bowl team figure the rest out you know watch our stuff talk to us talk to the people you know discord whatever there's loads of blood bowl support out there um and i like that so that's a great shout one honestly i just like a roadmap this is random simple movies they did one for underworlds and i think necromunda 2 they did actually uh so yep. just knowing vaguely what's in store for the next six months would be a amazing halloween x says agreed it's exciting to have things to look forward to uh, as is i'm having to temper any expectations because they could theoretically go anywhere from here completely new team team of legend etc oh that is i think that's i think i'm there as well like i'm having to temper my expectations because the next release could literally just be a star player that we've already got rules for so you know gretchen landing would be incredibly underwhelming it'd be a lovely model i'm sure but a really pointless one unless they faq'd her um to, to be cheaper i know she probably plays better than i'm saying but just wilhelm cheney's rocked up now and gretchen's never getting taken unless you lose a bet so yeah sorry about that can we tangent yeah can we go on a real always, tangent always okay so i was thinking this today um i think i was, pl I was playing a game and it was like um let's say you're using a weapon in a game and that weapon is just straight up better than other weapons uh, um yeah. what, what encourages you to use the other weapons and i find well you cannot unlock stuff within the game like if it's like a daily reward or something like that like get so many you know defeats with this weapon um or whatever i'm just like could you apply that to blood bowl like 
because there are some stars which you always take and we've had that discussion like Gretchen we're not going to take her mm-hmm. it's just there are just in in a situation where you could take Gretchen there will be a better choice an objectively better choice yep um but then how could you incentivize without just changing the cost because that's people aren't you know you can't just change the rules all the time that's affecting balance then how as well would you, in a league how would you incentivize taking lesser starts so it already it's really interesting because there currently is no incentive to run a stunty team uh but they are mm. just although they kind of intrinsically play differently because they are more fun because they have a lower chance to win so it it's kind of that's kind of incentivized by your play style um yeah i mean in a league it would be rear it would be easy to do something to limit the star players that could be taken like um if a star player is taken it has to have a cool off period or something or you can only take a star player once per season or the more the star player gets chosen the cost goes up or like you know you the small world thing where if something doesn't get taken it gets cheaper so after you know four games no one's taking gretchen she's 40k cheaper Uh, i know but you know for that for week four gretchen is 40k cheaper until someone buys her um that's pretty good yeah that would be a way of cycling those guys in there you'd have to put a cap on it probably like half price or something but actually 130k i'd take gretchen if i if i could um, that's actually that's, i think that's a really good solution just reduce the cost of every star until they're picked and then if two people want them on the same day that's fine they just it. It just for, for you know but i just for week seven this player is this it's kind oh, of like of course, a yeah. kind of like a trade um like a trade like a market or something where this yeah. star player has been taken to is now you know full price again um, i think we should really look into implement that i just don't I think, think that's really solid i mean i think star players are good and i think they've gone up in equity significantly in this edition they got boosted they got powers they got cheaper normally but i, I just don't i think unfortunately the barrier to entry for star players is massive um in um I was going to say experimental play, but I don't know. That sounds cool, actually. But uh, in resurrection play, right, it's easy because mm-hmm. you go with a list and your list is 1100 or 1200 and you can afford Gretchen. So you put her in and you balance your list out and you come with those miniatures. You come to League Night, you get paired against Dan's Orc, so it's 1500. And you're like, what do I, how do I need to get a Gretchen miniature on here now at the night and stuff like that? And that's quite difficult for a league. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. But having some kind of uh, weekly resurrection tournament where you come with an 1100 roster and every week your star players get cheaper could be a really interesting way to adjust the meta every week. That would be sweet, actually. Yeah, I think it would be cool to look into. Yeah, we'll have to have to cover that on a podcast. Um, Gabriel says, or Gabrielle says, I'd like two things, an official version of Sevens. Yeah, that was going to be one of mine. Absolutely. Uh, and a remake of the Norse. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Gabriel. Uh, well, remake of the Norse. Lose the thrower. And rename the Blooming Catcher to a runner because it doesn't catch things. Yep. Rest of the Agree team, wholeheartedly. Rest of the team's pretty sweet. Uh, the inclusion of the Ulf Warner and the Berserker together, are they fight for the same zone. But, you could probably combine them. Oof, that'd be... That'd be brutal, but yeah, you could. Bring four werewolf, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And maybe they just get werewolves. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what GW do with that. I don't imagine they're going to do much, but I never know. Um, Pietro Calzo 97. I'd really like thematic chaos teams after Nurgle, so official corn and Zinch. Yeah. Uh, Jean Michel Machine. I want squigs. No hands, frenzy, and a lot of teeth. And Catalox massively agrees. Um, everyone has posted some really good ones already, so I have to get creative. This is Jeffrey Potter. How about Games Workshop official conversion kits? Shoulder pads, oh. helmets, thigh pads, cleats, etc. I think that would be pretty neat. That's a cool idea. That is such a great idea. I can't believe that the print files, I can't, I have yet to find some. Like, yeah, that's a niche that needs to be filled. <clears throat> And it can't be the next Kickstarter for them instead of fans do conversion kits. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> conversion kits are just absolutely begging hands and just shoulder pads of various sizes. I mean, oh my god, I've had to raid Ian's bits box for orc shoulder pads for like trolls and things like this so many times. Um, I mean, he's got loads of bits because that's the kind of guy he is, but it's just why is there not a th- I would buy the thing. Can you price yeah. it at fifteen pounds and you need one every six months? Like I would buy the thing. I would definitely yeah, buy the I thing. Yeah, I think you're so right. Like a shoulder pad just turns it into blood bowl, doesn't it? But when you've got like the sports, like it's all you need. Big shoulders, yeah, and maybe even a helmet. Yeah, just like a helmet that sits on heads. Shoulder pad, helmet, yeah. and fists. Just fists. Yeah. This is something. Yeah, that... open hands. Like also, I think. Fists can still sometimes look like weapon snips. I, I, I do like an open hand. And they are incredibly hard to find in GW kits. Yeah. <laughs> like just open hands. It's immensely difficult to find these. So, Ben, I think what we need to do then is... How do you cut up STL files? Is it, is it Blender? Is that the program that a lot of people use? In, uh, Windows has an app. It's like 3D Builder. Really easy. You just drag a line and just slices it off. Well, damn. So, yeah, I need to play with that a lot because I've there's there's a bunch of stuff here that I'm like, I just need a yeah. few bunch of those parts. But, yeah, just like yeah, that is a really good idea. gloved hands or something. If you can get some STL files for people with yeah, gloved like hands. Yeah, sort of fingerless gloves. Yeah, just farm a load of them yeah. off because, yeah, conversion opportunities are absolutely, absolutely want. So that is, uh, that is a genius one there. Mark Pilgrim, this is Fangs himself. I would like an official Sevens game which enables a Sevens tourney scene. So in the Bloodborne 2020 rulebook, they mentioned Sevens. They mentioned Street Bowl, and they mentioned Dungeon Bowl. So they do. Bless you. Bless me. Thank you. Ah, oh, I thought I, I thought. Oh, that's okay. I muted it for the stream. That's okay. <laughs> I muted the stream. That's good. That saves me a little bit of editing. But yeah, on like page six or something in the uh, in the background. Yeah. They talk about it being official, and I don't know how soon Games Workshop would do that. But like, they love their mini games. They love their mini games at the moment. They're doing really they well do. for them. And I think Blood Bowl is reaching the point where it's not just a side game anymore. I think it's it's probably. Would you say it's the coreiest of the core games? Coreiest of the special oh, games. No, sorry, of the side games. Yeah, I, I think definitely. I mean, yeah. uh, Middle Earth is probably third place and then i think you reckon, ne- reckon middle has a bigger base than blood bowl audience than blood bowl i reckon it probably does yeah i know yeah. we're biased because we live in a bubble blood bowl echo chamber but you know. well when sean bean is in a blood bowl movie then we'll be there um, yeah <laughs> that is that is true that he'll is true. he'll die but that's okay uh, <laughs> 
even with now a one in eight chance instead of a one in six chance, Sean Bean would still die in a Blood Bowl movie. And uh, I'd, I'd watch it over and over again. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Middle Earth is pretty big. And I think Necromunda. Ne- that's a Necromunda. Um, Necromunda. Necro, I think that's because I've been talking about Necro teams. And I'm like, yeah, Necro. But yeah, Necromunda <laughs> is probably there as well. But. You know, I think Blood Bowl yeah. just got. Oh, I don't know. Underworlds is massive. I don't. I just don't know. They've got all these side games, um, but I just. I think a fast play game of Blood Bowl would do brilliantly. Um, and yeah, I hey, think so too. That's why we love Sevens. Um, We've both learned that Sevens is a great tutorial, right? Mm. It's a and great it's, way to learn to teach new new people, and it's a really good way. It's a really good competitive format. Um, mm, because absolutely. it's not too bad to just rack it up again, you know, two, three, We've two. Done five games in a day, quite handy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We could have done six, we could have done four, and had a really chill yeah. time. I think five is probably the right amount because you get you, you upset both sides then, and I feel like um, politically that's the best way to do things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, fine. We'll all be miserable um, and poor, and then they'll close the borders, and it'll all be great. Um, <laughs> It's too real. <laughs> oh, it's incredibly real. Uh, but yeah, Mark Pilgrim, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Jessica now says, more girl power teams, bikinis and horns, wings and muscles. I love Blood Bowl. Hugs from Sweden. Nice. Um, Dean says, love to see a chaos... Ben, prepare yourself. Uh, okay. Dean Wilson says, I'd love to see a Chaos Dwarves versus High Elves Dungeon Bowl set, complete with the trophy, the chest that he used to hide the ball, and other dungeon furniture. Oh, that's so good. Oh. Just, you're basically playing D&D, but with Blood Bowl. It's... <laughs> we need that. Yes. So, such a great idea. What an awesome way to drop. Enable that to be so much more easy to do as well. So um, much easier to do that. Yeah, I'm struggling to find teleporter pads, actually. Triplo printed me some, but I've lost them in, in storage. So I need, to, I need to get him to hook me up with those STL files. Um, because I want to print some more portals and I want to superimpose some numbers on to make it slightly easier. But yeah, mm. uh, dungeon walls and stuff, it's just this is the time for them to shine. Personally, I think there's a, there is a hybrid version of dungeon ball that you can play on a standard pitch with a little bit of terrain. I think is I think that might be another way of doing it, which kind of, anyway, just, yes. Something like that. that. Mini pitch, sorry, yeah. the one in the box. Exactly. Pretty good. Exactly. You chuck some walls down, some Azerite ruins, uh, and you've got yourself a mini dungeon ball pitch. Yeah, and if you if your friend has the starter set as well, and you can put them together, that's probably a pretty good way to get a decent mm, size massive dungeon ball massive sesh there. That's just cool. That mm. is just really cool. But yeah, I think that chance of that one is pretty low. But a dungeon ball expansion rule set, they've got to do that. Um, Randall says, "I want a live action blood ball role playing game." <laughs> Imagine larping blood ball. You did that, though, didn't you? <laughs> oh, we did an RPG. Ago. We didn't LARP it. <laughs> oh, okay. Not, not live action. Um, I don't, have you seen role oh, models? Oh, live action. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. Have you seen role models with Paul Rudd and uh, Stifler? No, I haven't. I Dude, know of it, though. That is such a great... You, you're going to you watch that film, and you will just see me. Uh, one, because <laughs> Paul Rudd is my spirit animal, and two is because it's just all about these guys who sell energy drinks to kids 
and they end up getting in pro- trouble with the police, which I haven't been in trouble with the police, to be fair. Uh, but they end up mentoring these guys, and they end up at this like LARP festival. It's just awesome. It's just so good. Um, it's like super bad, but not quite as good. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got some stuff here. We've got some Norse teams, uh, Monster Croxagore, Chaos Dwarves, Seven Rules. Uh, yeah, that's that's wicked. So, that's Squigs, Trolls. Oh, Evan says, I would really like trolls to be able to throw pump wagons. It wouldn't work, but it would be so much fun. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I think we had this in the stream the other week. I think it might have been the same person asking, can trolls throw pump wagons? If they had like, fight stuff, that would be awesome. Why not? <laughs> that, yeah. would be, that would be really, really, really sweet. So a loads of, loads of want here for Dungeon Bowl and for more sevens and things. So... Um, I think we're the right channel for you straight off the bat. So yeah, Ben, we got some work to do this year. I think um, we got some seven stuff to bring back, and then maybe we get some dungeon ball on the go later. That'd be great. It'd be pretty sweet to do. Um, right? Was there anything else you wanted to touch on that you kind of wanted to see come out of next year for Blood Bowl? Honestly, no. I just want to be able to play it again. <laughs> That's the ultimate thing. I want to be able to get a club and play it. That's yeah. the most thing. The you... most thing. I'm, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna take a little sidetrack here again. What do you okay. prefer, tournament? I say tournament. What do you mean, like a game day, or league? What, 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 what's, what, what, what do you, what are you, what are you egging for more at the moment? I guess is the, the more, um, more, the more better way of saying it. That's a really tough. I, I mean, I think. I don't know. I I do really do like tournaments. I really do like the tournament format. I have a lot of fun with that. I think you get so many games in one day. It's just a really cool atmosphere. I think it's just really nice to see a whole bunch of people. And you have a sweet build up as well. Um, yeah. That month before yeah. the tournament, where you're looking, thinking, okay, maybe maybe not thinking about the meta, but thinking about what you're going to take, what your build's mm-hmm. going to be, what everyone else is taking, which skill and do I take. That's that's the Friday night before the tournament. But yeah, I mean, you know, like that whole build up is like the game outside the game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And then you have the tournament and then there's that kind of like, (laughs) it's weird, like a kind of come down afterwards. We're like, oh Mm. man, that was was a big day. Like there's loads of stuff happened that was wicked. I didn't get enough time to see this and this and I wish I'd done this differently. And oh, it's cool. And then you're there in the day and the scores are building up. You're checking the leaderboard and you're like, oh, Rich is going to have to play his son now to take first place in this pod. (laughs) And it's just... Yeah. <laughs> which he did uh which was remarkably close though. i think he only beat him one nil but you know yeah, that kind of build up is is really sweet but on on the flip side league it has that permanent like mm. what's gonna happen next week what's league gonna happen is special. next week league is really league special. Is special yeah leveling up is really fun i think it's like tournaments is is it's really good, but you do miss that huge aspect of what makes Blood Bowl so great, and that is the, the sort of legacy aspect. Yeah, yeah, massively, and that's why I'm looking forward to hopefully if we can get some filming in next year safely, bringing Seven Super Series back with Blood Bowl 2020 rules. I don't think we'll use the SPP rules. I think we'll kind of go with what we did last time, 
with yeah uh, because I I don't want, I just don't think it's fun to see one team not get skills for four games. Um, actually, I think it's more fun to try out the skills to see how teams develop because it's a lot better for you to know that this skill is really good on this player rather than to just. <laughs> It works well in the Super Series format, I think. Yeah, so that'll be cool. I think that that does a good job of kind of what's happening next week. What's what's that next build? And then you end up at the season and you've got like, ah, this guy had this skill. It was really cool. Um, I think I like like the way the Seventh Series format works. It's because it's kind of like, it's just like League Light. Um, Mm. And that makes me very happy um, because it just kind of keeps things in pace. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's everything for me as well. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back and we'll run the numbers. And we're back and it is time for us to do the YouTube random comment picker to find out who has won our copy or the copy of Blood Bowl 2020 box set that we will ship to whoever wins. So... Pay attention to this, if I can figure out how this works. So we had 673 unique commenters, and we'll run this, and it will fetch all the comments. And then uh, I... Oh, it's okay. The way the screen is, you can't actually see the advert for Cisco. I was going to say, don't <laughs> do not do not do that. Uh, don't do that. Okay, Matt, if you need commenters, we're done. We got there. So here we go. Start raffle and pick random winner. Click. Oh, it's got a little graphic as well. This is a great little song. Okay, Caleb Tong. Hi- oh, Ben, this this is mm-hmm. going to feel fixed. High elves in the style of the new Lumineth. Ooh. Controversial. Controversial. Awesome. Caleb, get in contact. Uh, best thing to do is send us an email at theboneheadpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and then we will get hold of your address, man, and we'll ship it out in the well as soon as you get in contact. So uh, we'll get it. We'll get it sent out maybe this year. There's only like three days. <laughs> There's only like three days of this year. Once this podcast goes live, Saturday no, Sunday no, Monday the twenty eighth is a bank holiday. Tuesday the twenty ninth, Wednesday the thirtieth, Thursday the thirty first. There's three days where we can get it shipped out. Otherwise, it'll be with you early next year, which is really, really, really cool. So congratulations. Yeah, Caleb, if you've already got the box set, choose two friends, give them a team each, and spread the magic. Because that's you have just, a league then. Yeah, instant instant league. Wicked. Ben, I think I think we've uh, we've said it all. I think that's probably gonna wrap up today's episode. Yeah, I think so. That was good. It was great. Thank you for, for, for hanging out and talking some blood bowl. Um especially this one to land on christmas day i am shattered i am off my face on caffeine um did i, did I tell you about the thing i learned yesterday um tiff tiff watches loads of vlogs loads of vlogs for loads of people and there's this one person who's uh been to this american girl who's been to prison for drugs and stuff and she's got some really harrowing stories um and it she was watching this thing about about meth about methamphetamines and okay. um it was quite interesting and uh, i was like this i'm i'm sure they used this in world war Two. i was like this drug must have come from somewhere and yeah so my interesting fact for this episode is that in world war Two, not only did the germans just plow meth to their troops <laughs> um in the form of like uppers and stuff um <laughs> where i was like this is great i could work for 60 hours without stopping and stuff like this um 
with like a very thin commercial layer. They put it in chocolate. Really? They put it in chocolate and gave it to pilots and tank crews. <laughs> it was called Panzer Chocolada. And it Panzer had Panzer And it was chocolate with meth in. Um, and it just that. took away fatigue. And apparently that is like how Germany managed to just ruffle stomp most of Europe in a day is because there nobody slept. The, the drivers, that's <laughs> high on meth. Just, yeah, exactly. There was, I was reading this article. It was like, they managed to conquer the world with such speed because they were powered by speed. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. Wow. I was like, this is amazing. Because like, she, this girl was talking on YouTube about like, how what what it does what the drug does and everything i mean drugs are bad and the whole point of the video is it just wrecks you um tiff's there going ben just because energy drinks are great doesn't mean meth is great i'm like oh i know that but get me some pants of chocolate i guess <laughs> i think it's a good advert for drugs though it's just like if you do meth you will end up losing your empire and <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's going to be great for a couple of years you're going to build some yeah. incredible tanks um but ultimately it's evil you're evil and uh, yeah. yeah drugs are bad okay um <laughs> you will lose eventually anyway that is it that is our christmas message happy christmas <laughs> stick with chocolate leave the meth have a great, great day and a great, great year. And uh, we will see you again in 2021. Thanks very much for joining right. us. <laughs> I'll see you later, Ben. <laughs> see ya. Bye, guys.